All right, you've been listening to Governor Katie Hobbs give her inaugural address. Uh, as she finished that up, we apologize for the connection, but uh, that was her inaugural address. Uh, just a short wrap. She gave a list of things that she wanted to work on. She thanked a lot of different people. She said that she has looked for common ground. And so we will see if that's the case. And uh, let's hope that that's the case, that we're looking for common ground and doing what's best for Arizona. And so those are the words of Governor Katie Hobbs. Coming up in a moment, as we always do, we are going to do a version of Did You Hear This? It's all coming up in just a couple of moments. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, busy news day. Let's get you caught up. Did you hear this? Did you hear this? Broomhead's reaction to the hottest news stories. Yesterday, former President Trump weighed in on the House vote, throwing his support at Representative McCarthy. But it does not appear to have made a difference. He has urged the so-called rebel Republicans to fall in line and support McCarthy. But he seemed to have little sway. Even one of his staunchest allies, Lauren Boebert of Colorado, refused to back down. Are you surprised that it appears... Trump's influence on GOP leaders may be waning. No, it doesn't surprise me. I think that there are people that are there that are standing on what they believe are principles. But I I do think that there needs to be more of a team effort in all of this. But it doesn't surprise me that they're not listening to the former president on this one. I think they got elected there. They're doing what they think is right. And it doesn't surprise me at all that his, uh, it seems that his influence is waning with some of those staunch supporters. The process of taking down the container wall at the southern border will cost a pretty penny. It's estimated that the removal project will cost about $75 million. Was the wall a good use of taxpayer money? Yeah, I don't see a problem with any of this. This is one of my, I think to me, this is low-hanging fruit. When you don't like a program in the government, you complain about the money that it costs for that program. The governor, our former governor now, Governor Ducey, uh, thought that this was something that was necessary. The people of Yuma, the mayor of Yuma, said that it was very, very helpful. It was it was never going to be a solution. It was something that we were doing to spend money to try to stop it. An easy thing to say is how much it costs. I didn't have a problem with the program then. I don't have a problem with the program now. New governor, new path forward. We're just going to have to deal with it. You're listening to Did You Hear This? We do it every day at this time to catch you up. There is a reason why the major layoffs in companies are tech-centric. These companies supercharged their hiring during the pandemic, envisioning a future where consumers would act the same, spend the same, and want to buy the same stuff, even if they were no longer stuck at home. And that is not the case. How long will we continue to see the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic? I think we're going to see this for years and years to come. When it comes to the economy, I still think we're going to see a big economic fallout. The biggest issue I think we're going to see, though, is going to be in education. We still know there was a big two-year gap in education across the country. What will that do to these kids? long term. I think that's going to be the biggest issue and the biggest fallout from COVID-19 long term. Yesterday, President Biden and Senator Mitch McConnell appeared together to discuss infrastructure improvements. They both sent a message of cooperation. We all know these are really partisan times, but I always feel no matter who gets elected, once it's all over, we ought to look for things we can agree on and try to do those, even while we have big differences on other things. Arizona's public inauguration today starts a new period in divided politics here. How does our state government come together to put aside differences and get things done? Well, you're going to have to find you're going to have to find an issue that's important to you and then get people to rally to your cause on those issues. If you can do that, then great. But the common ground is going to be tough to find in a lot of issues, especially when the division continues on. Big fallout against Mitch McConnell being with the president and vice versa. So we'll see. This all goes back to public interest. I think that's the big part of it. 
All right, good job, Julia. That's Did You Hear This for another day. We'll do it again tomorrow at the exact same time. We're going to go back to the comments made by the president earlier today on immigration, and we're also going to finish up the hour also hearing some of the comments from our governor here, Katie Hobbs. All that's coming up. Stick around. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. Appreciate you spending some time with me, as you, as always, whenever you listen to the show. Uh, big news today, a bunch of big things happening. The inauguration day, where there was the uh, the public swearing in of our, of our uh, public officials today, including our governor. And uh, we also heard words from the president. And I think the words from the president are going to be ones that are talked about over the next few weeks. He's planning a visit to the border. Um, he is also saying that in, in addition to going to the border, he's making some changes in enforcement at the border. I want you to hear a couple of things he had to say. And part of it is that we don't have enough border agents. We don't have enough asylum officer or personnel to determine whether people qualify for asylum. We don't have enough immigrant judges, immigration judges, to adjudicate the claims of immigrants. Here's where I'm going to take a little issue with this. And the reason why I'm doing this is because you'll hear in a moment or two, he went after Republicans laying the blame at their feet, that they're not willing to help fix this problem. And I disagree with that wholeheartedly. If he is on board now, and I hope he is, with making dramatic changes to asylum, the problem is, is when you say say that people can use an app to do this or an app to do that. The problem is that for a lot of people, that's also an impossibility. So is this really a solution to the problem? He said, once again, if you're from these nations, specifically talking about Nicaragua, Cuba or Haiti and Venezuela, that you will be turned away. He's got an an asylum program now where you can use an app and it's a CBP one CBP one and you go to that app and you're able to apply for asylum and have something done there, whether or not you can gain entry to the U.S., but you can do it outside of the U.S. For a lot of people, that's not an option. And I'm not saying that I disagree with people that are coming here the way they are right now. But specifically addressing the issue of not having enough border agents. Well, this is where I have a problem. Because I am on board with cooperation. I have been saying that both parties are to blame, that we should be holding our elected officials accountable on both sides of the political aisle for all of this. But the problem is this president in this last tax and spending bill that just was implemented where taxes are going up on people across the country, there was 87,000 IRS workers factored into the budget for that. 87,000. Why didn't why why didn't you push a bill? Why didn't you promote a bill when you had control, when the Democrats effectively controlled the Senate and they controlled the House? Why didn't Nancy Pelosi have 87,000 border agents budgeted in there? This is where American politics gets ugly and it stays ugly. The president of the United States talked about working together. The president of the United States talked about we need to do something together. We need to come to the table. And then he said a couple of other things. I want you to hear this about Republicans, specifically what's known as MAGA Republicans. You hear, you know, uh, a number of our friends, the MAGA Republicans talking about, uh, you know, uh, they don't even want me speaking English anymore. They want me speaking da da da. They're gonna they're gonna take over my community. My name, they they whoever they are at the time. Well, you know, that's what uh, a lot of folks went through when they got here, going all the way back to the 1800s. It's not new. It's part of its human nature and fear. But there's got to be an orderly way. Well, that's what's fascinating about this is we have been talking about an orderly way 
um, as citizens of this country. This isn't even Republican or Democrat. We have been talking about an orderly way for a very long time, and this administration largely ignored it. While the problems were increasing, and there's no doubt that they have, there is a record number of people that have come to the U.S. border and crossed into this country than ever before. There have been more encounters. There have been more arrests. There have been more people uh, turned around, more people allowed in. This has been a huge issue since the beginning of this presidency because of their lack of attention to doing anything about the border. What's fascinating is in the coming days, we're going to talk to organizations on both sides of this. There are some people that are open border advocates that don't like this at all because it's an impossibility to think that these people that are coming from these very poor countries are going to use an app for the asylum process. Um, And we're going to talk to people about what's going to happen here. And then I would say that we do need legislation. We do need bipartisan legislation in the Congress that fixes the issue. How do we get that? How do you get a bipartisan piece of legislation that the American people find acceptable? And if it doesn't start with border security, you're not going to get Republicans on board. I am in favor of comprehensive immigration reform. I think we should have a system we can be proud of. I think the idea of a guest worker program. And it is absolutely silly to look at the need we have for workers in this country, the number of jobs compared to the number of workers. Now, if we see a downturn in jobs, it's a different thing. But these are people that are on an as-needed basis that just want to come to work. Not people applying for citizenship, a green card, and a pathway to citizenship. People that want to work here. That would alleviate a lot of these pressures. But I'm anxious to see how this works with the president turning people away from these countries. He's going to visit Mexico, and then he's going to visit the border. And I'm anxious to see what these new policies do, who's in favor, and why or why not they are in favor of it. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about the governor and what she had to say at her swearing-in today. All that's coming up here in just a couple of moments. Values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. Appreciate you spending some time with the show. Big day. Uh, the President of the United States making comments about the border, saying he's going to visit, making some big changes in policy and how they're going to enforce things at the border. And then we had the inauguration speech, the inaugural address by our Governor Katie Hobbs. And I want to focus on that for the last few minutes of the show because um, – I, when you we talk about the big races, the presidential races, the Senate races, the races for Congress, but if you're not paying attention to what's happening to the state of Arizona and locally, if you look at the differences in what's happening nationally, this is what affects us every single day and immediately is what happens in our local governments and our state government. And so the governor's race matters. I want you to hear a couple of things that the governor had to say today in her speech. One of them is how excited she is. I believe in the future of our state, and I'm excited about what's possible. If we work together to do what we've been elected to do. And if she keeps that, to be honest, there, there's a chance that, um, you know, um, you know, if she wants to get things done, if she wants to move forward, then let's hope that that is. Let's come together. That speech of let's work with both sides of the aisle. Let's find common ground. There's going to be some issues that she's going to need to do that. There is one of the big issues as she talked about public education is education funding. There is going to be because of the um, restrictions and a cap on spending on education in a, in a 
law that was passed by virtue of a proposition in the 1980s. It limits the amount of money that can be spent on education, which means there is $2 billion, yes, with a B, for education that has been already set aside and for education that will not be able to be spent unless the legislature, once again, with a two-thirds majority in both the House and the Senate, bypasses it or overrides it, at least temporarily, to spend the money. This is something that could be going on every single year in perpetuity unless they eliminate it by two-thirds majority. And this is not going to be an easy fight, nor should it. This is – and uh, when we start talking about political capital and we start, say, playing politics, both sides of the aisle do this. There are going to be some hardline people out there, and I think eventually it's going to be done because it's political – it would be political suicide for anyone to say I'm not going to – or, or to, for one political party or the other to be responsible for this money not being spent after it's already been allocated. I, I don't doubt that for a second. But they are not going to let it pass easily. So one of the areas where you're going to have to find common ground is work and work together is finding out what concessions people want in order to be a yes vote on that two-thirds majority. That's a step in the right direction. If we're going to, and I'm not accusing the governor of doing this, I'm, I'm saying we as a, as a whole. If we're going to demonize the other side of the, of the aisle, it's one thing to call someone wrong. You understand? I mean, I am some. I call someone wrong a lot. I get called wrong a lot, but that doesn't mean that I think you're a horrible person. And it seems in politics, if you're not on my side, you're the enemy and you're evil. And there's a difference. If you if you go to a if you when you go to a, a football game, a sporting event, you know there are teams. I'm just not a fan. Listen, I don't like the L.A. Kings. You know, for whatever reason, I'm, I don't like the Kings. I'm a Coyotes fan, but I don't like the L.A. Kings. I'm not a Florida Gators fan. I'm not an Ohio State fan. But I don't demonize their fans. And I'm a fan of the Miami Hurricanes. I've been a hurricane my whole life. And so we've earned our reputation with a lot of people. So when somebody finds out I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan, right away they start talking about the criminals and they call it Thug You and all these other things. And I laugh and I said, go Google the crime at your university. And when they do that, they usually are quiet. I don't care what university that is. My point here is you can cheer for your team and have rivalries that you really enjoy. But when you demonize somebody that's on the opposite side from you and they all of a sudden are not just wrong, they're evil, there's a problem. Now you transfer that from something as meaningless as sports. When I say meaningless, I mean it isn't life or death. And you transfer it. And you move it into American politics where people's livelihoods and getting things done matter. This is where we're at. Here in the state of Arizona, are we going to see people work together? Because the Republicans still do control the House and the Senate. How will this governor navigate that relationship to get things done to keep Arizona moving forward? The Arizona economy is in a place that's better than most of the rest of the country. How do we keep that momentum going in that direction? And I'm anxious to see how the governor plans on doing that. Just about out of time, you hear the music playing at Broomhead KTAR is where you can find me on Twitter. At Broomhead Show updates you on what's happening on the show, guests and otherwise. Please follow both accounts or Mike Broomhead, all one word on Instagram. My voice is getting better day by day, as bad as it sounds at the end of the show. I promise you by the end of by tomorrow, I should be feeling much better. Until then, have a great day, everyone. God bless.